Hi, I'm Usagi Tsukino, and I'm just your average 14-year-old girl. Well, that was until that cat started talking to me and gave me magical powers. So, now I'm your average 14-year-old girl who gets to destroy evil villains. When I'm not killing people, I tend to be failing tests and falling down and kind of getting picked on a lot. But that's okay, because I'm Sailor Moon, the mythical guardian from a moon kingdom that kind of got blown up, and it may have been my fault. Oh, and I mean, everyone I love kind of dies. A lot. But I can bring them back. They don't really like that, though, because then they die again. Oh, well, thanks for joining me. I can't wait to talk to you today about being Sailor Moon. <laughs> Average fourteen-year-old girl, and my life sucks. I'm kind of a klutz. I remember her my just life saying, is "Like meaningless." Um, Today I wish Sailor Luna Moon. was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think we need to end with a sailor says that something along the lines of, yes. "Now remember, guys, if you don't read your manga and watch anime, your life is useless and you'll die alone." <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Bye. Yeah, I'm Bob Barker, and I'm a sailor scout. This is a, <laughs> this is a call to have your pet spayed or neutered, even if they're magical. <laughs> Sailor, sailor money. What planet would he be a sailor scout? Sailor on? money? Is that what you said? Yeah. Is that <laughs> incorrect? Have you looked up any of the wheel, weird sailor scouts that make it into like sailor stars and then into the sailor moon musicals? Because there's like seriously like sailor ATM, sailor, like bank machine, like things start. I really like. Weird. I like the concept of sailor ATM because <laughs> they're all supposed to like represent like justice or something right well they're they're all planets and each planet has its own thing and justice right. and also justice the yes. justice is critical and also justice. the justice is christmas what crit are you guys not hearing me well <laughs> not well no he's not speaking very well here turn off turn off your video real quick <laughs> no I, no. I I think the justice is Christmas. <laughs> this, this is gonna be okay. So this episode is gonna be mostly you guys talking. Then, say <laughs> <laughs> so we can sort of hear you. It just it's coming in a little bit scraggly. Uh, like do you need it louder? I just can't hear anything real well because my monitor's down. Um, it, it you might you might need to be a little bit louder, Zane. Yeah, step it up. It's up. Well, step up well. to the streets. Pump up the volume, dance, dance. Donzo, donzo. Okay, so everything before that will be slightly softer. That's that's fine. I'll and you're going to have out. to clear away some noise. I'll figure it out in post. Okay. Post is what we say when we put post-it notes to remind ourselves to fix the audio. Yep. Yeah, I assumed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. Yeah, so I, I like the idea of of just this depressive... Usagi like, really diary. Like, really but, like, my life fucking sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
I'm honestly not certain what Ben or I could add to I, that. I, think, I, I don't know. It, it depends if you want to end with, like, if you just want to do the whole thing yourself, or I could come in, and one of us could come in as sailor money at the end and remind everyone to have their pets spayed or neutered. Like, <laughs> I like it because it's weird. <laughs> but beyond that, I don't really have anything to, to well, add. Well, why don't we, like, ending end with that once we get into, holy fuck, there's a lot of weird sailor scouts. <laughs> I mean, I can, can also just, like, light. clip it and put it at the end or something. Okay, why, why are you being so, so smart? <laughs> I just I just want to call myself Sailor Money. <laughs> but it won't make any sense. <laughs> it didn't when I came up with it, and it didn't when you came up with it. Do you, do you want to do it, Zane? No, not you particularly. Think, which one of us has a better Bob Barker? I don't even know how he sounds. Oh, I just know how the announcer guy dead? sounds. Is he? No. He's an immortal. No, oh. no. No, that's that's incorrect. Adam Sandler punched him out on that golf course. <laughs> that's right. Oh, he got that's eaten. Right. Got eaten by that alligator with chubs. With cheerleaders? Chubs. Chubs. Oh, It's all in the hips. Got it. (laughs) Chubs with three U's and two B's. (laughs) All right. At this this point, we are just having a Skype conversation. What's up, guys? How's it going? Weather? Family? Uh, The mess? It's nice here. Everyone (laughs) in my family's dying. I've heard that time is ending. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know I'm if not, you guys caught that uh, snippet. I'm not sure which of your sentences is no. more concerning. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know how to respond uh, to either of them. What did you say? <laughs> I said everyone in my family's dying. <laughs> <laughs> what a great joke. Did you hear what I said? That time is ending, but I'm more concerned about the multiple deaths in my family that keep happening. <laughs> if time ends, I don't gotta worry about it anymore. That's true. <clears throat> what is Zane. happening? Zane, come back. I miss you. Okay, fine. You get that forehead yeah. that all the ladies clamor for, and then I clamor for, but there's hardly anything left. You know, it's just... He runs out of forehead? Just leftovers, <laughs> really. I think we should like. Should probably get started. Cold, no. cold reset. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's get started, guys. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. La, la la la. Hello, everyone. My name is Ben, and my name is Zane, and this is the Carton Cast. And oh, no. I cut off the person who's this keeps happening. I don't think this has ever not happened. I, I always forget. I have you a flow and I screwed exist? it up. Sort of. Oh. You, thanks. You, you know how it is. <laughs> it does happen. Something, something, lot. apology, and go. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead and introduce yourself. No. All right. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zane. I'm part of the Carton cast. And I'm Kitty. I'm the guest speaker for the day because I know a lot about Sailor Moon. Like, too much. Yes. She has our guest speaker. She's going to get an honorary degree from this. Carton I think cast it's you. Be great. That's right. Carton cast you. I'm gonna look up what, what eggs is our mascot? Are. A little microphone with like angry eyebrows. I'm gonna look up what egg means in Latin. <laughs> like our very What it means in Latin? <laughs> I don't think that's how Latin works. <laughs> I don't think that's how languages work, Zane. You can just take... never mind. You know what? 
Ovo. We're getting, we're getting off to two, two off tasks oh, this makes, early in the show. That makes sense. It's Ovo. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is the Carton cast, and we shall punish you. And today, with, uh, today we have a guest, my friend from college, Kitty, whom has a uh, significant history with this very show. Um, I believe. By significant history, you mean I'm thoroughly obsessed you're currently, and have been my entire life. You're currently we- wearing a Sailor Moon costume. I currently have my hair with in all Sailor Moon buns. Yeah, you've got yeah. all the fixins as well. <laughs> all the I do. Fixins. Got all I the do fixins, have bunhead. most of the fixins, at least <laughs> stuffing and dumplings. I mean, I haven't met you in real life, so I'm not fully convinced you're not some sort of potato, but... How, how would you tell? Yeah, right? Legs. Oh, the legs, of course. Yeah, potatoes, like eggs, do not have legs. That's true. I have seen at least one potato and one egg in my life. That's also true. That's also true. We're learning a lot today. <laughs> We're learning a lot about <laughs> potatoes and sailors. Yes. In the name of Sailor Moon, we will punish you. Um, I just said that. Yeah, I wrote the same thing, but I have to say it. <laughs> All right. Well... <laughs> Don't mess Fine. with your um, Today on the Carton cast, uh, we're getting into some real tea and drama, but also weird stuff's happening. We're a bit of a klutz. <laughs> we're a bit of a klutz. But we were chosen by psychic cats to defend the world. Fabulous so, powers you know. were revealed to us one day. <laughs> Them's the breaks. So Zane, um, why don't you tell us what Sailor Moon is? Okay, and can you feel free to correct me when I'm inevitably wrong? <laughs> Will do. But uh, <laughs> from what I could tell... On the very confusing Wikipedia page, Sailor Moon ran from 1992 to 1997 on TV Asai in Japan and Cartoon Network and Fox Kids in the U.S., and it's based on a manga, Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon, which came out just a little bit before the show and ran uh, in the girls' magazine Nakayoshi. And and by the way, it wasn't like, you know, is she's pretty much a soldier. No, she's she's actually physically attractive soldier. They They put pretty as an adjective in front of pretty much everything in this show yeah and it's pretty guardian sailor moon if we're going to go back to the manga pretty soldier didn't start getting said until the united states anime i wanted to emphasize the fact that these are child soldiers anyway <laughs> uh, they are guardians of the galaxy i, Wait, I see no, that that's someone right. else oh. <laughs> yeah um i guess but this so wait the, the that sh- means like luna would be uh that raccoon guy rocket yeah rocket you yeah. making that up? I, I think that's right. Okay. And Mars would be that angry bald guy who punches everyone in the face. Kratos? Saitama? Mm. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got it, Ben. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was produced by Toei Animation, which made shows such as Digimon and Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo. Uh, I think you missed a couple. And uh, But the American dub with uh, the original one that... I think we all watched as kids, was put out by our good old friend, D.I.C. Do it, do it, do it yourself entertainment. That's not correct. So close. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember watching it on uh, Toonami with the likes of like Zoids and Hamtaro. I remember recording. <gasps> ham, ham, Hamtaro! Oh, yeah, yeah. You are aware that we did a Hamtaro episode, yes? Little hamsters big <laughs> <laughs> this is too adorable. Um, yeah, I remember recording. We only recorded like one episode of it, and I kept watching it again and again. We we, we recorded Wait. an episode of Hamtaro? Of Sailor Moon. Zoids? 
Oh. No. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it like, was that like one on where she VHS like VHS tapes. She was in a play, Did... and there was a witch. Uh, no, she was acting as the witch oh, because the alien pulled the straws, and she ripped the string off, so she got to be Snow White and kiss Tuxedo Man. All right, so we're less than ten minutes in. I've been corrected like eight <laughs> times. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna step back. This is this is this is good evidence for my thesis. Zane is always wrong, and no one should listen to him because he's always wrong. <laughs> that was that Ben's original story for the title of this podcast. <laughs> no, in fact, it's actually the opposite of how it usually works. Usually, I'm the incredibly wrong one, and Zane has to tether me. So this is really you just gratifying. Haven't been speaking, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my secret technique. Um, and this, uh, so Sailor Moon is important. Aside from, from what I could tell, your opinion is that it, it's a really good show. Uh, it's credited as redefining the magical magical girl genre and popularizing it, especially in the U.S. Yeah, I I don't know precisely how they did magical girl anime before this. I'm actually pretty unfamiliar with the genre in general. Um, from from what I can tell, a magical girl anime just has to have a magical girl. Pretty much. Uh, some some supernaturally powered girl who has to deal with everyday life while also defending the planet. Or, I guess not defending the planet, can just do superpower things. But beyond that, I, I don't really know what codifies the genre. I so, also feel like 90% of the time, the girl is the one screwing things up that she then has to go out and fix. Yeah, <laughs> that is a lot. Like, it's a Jimmy Neutron sort of deal. He's probably a... a a science boy or something at yeah. least and pretty girl um, science boy pretty girl science oh man that was guardian science boy <laughs> that would be you that would be me uh, honestly let me get this out of the way real quick i i want to know what your history is with sailor moon yeah um but if somebody came up to me and was like hey ben you're bored in high school your life is generously speaking middling how would you like to be a magical guardian and find the other magic like what if they just said hey ben you're like if a talking raccoon came up to me and was like you're blue boy now you got to find all the other color boys and save us from the the apocalypse i'd be pretty into it yeah you you might not be aware of this but ben likes the idea of a magical warrior and like crams it into every possible <laughs> plot line yeah i i like the idea of regular people being being <laughs> subtly convinced to become magical warriors. <laughs> yeah, it's not a prophecy. No action of their own. <laughs> it's not a prophecy. It's just like, come on, somebody's got to do this. So that is something that I bring up. I also try to shoehorn Magneto into almost everything. Right. So what is your... How, how are you feeling on that? <laughs> About Magneto. <laughs> what are your thoughts? About, I think Magneto and Sailor Moon would make a much better couple than Magneto and Tuck. Magneto and Tuxedo Man. <laughs> oh, never mind. We, Actually, have, a new, never we have a new mind. power couple, yeah. <laughs> I know, Tuxedo Mask would be just as useless in that relationship. But no, I would totally let Sailor Moon date Magneto. I think they would be good for each other. Yeah. Besides the fact that she's a little young for him, but I think Rogue was a little young for him too. What's that one website where it's like where, where beautiful women find affluent older men? <laughs> That's right. I don't remember what it's called. What did you say? I said Pornhub. Pornhub, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the ultimate dating site. But, Kitty, tell us, if you will, about your history with Sarah Moon. 
Uh, I guess I started watching Sailor Moon just like any ordinary young girl. How young um, is young? How young is young? I was probably <laughs> started watching it when I was like eight years old on Toonami. It used to be on right after Dragon Ball Z. And I actually used to set up my VHS recorder to record all the episodes just in case I came home from school late so that I could watch it. And I actually remember being like, like heartbroken when something would go wrong and I would miss an episode because you had to wait like another two months before you'd get to see it again. And back then the seasons weren't complete. They hadn't been translated all the way through. So you would just stop like cliffhanger <laughs> mid season. And then three years later, they'd be like new episodes of Sailor Moon <laughs> airing tomorrow. And you'd be like, no shit. Um, so you actually so, have the same experience with Sailor Moon that Zane does with Power Rangers. I was about to say the exact same. <laughs> no, that's, there's, there's a lot of similarities. This is basically the anime version of Power Rangers. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sailor it, Moon it's is similar. Actually yeah, she actually got inspiration for writing Sailor Moon um, by watching Power Rangers. So it actually is based off of Power Rangers. Yeah. Well, Super Sentai, but yes. Um, and and how did you feel when you heard about the new adaptation, Sailor Moon Crystal? <laughs> now, Zane, in fact, I uh, when I when I visited Kitty last, I believe that half the time was spent watching through all the available episodes <laughs> of Sailor Moon Crystal. <laughs> right. So this. Yes, but at the time there were only like four available. Yes, right. which was sad. Yeah, so this was like a redub premiering in 2014, and it was made to adhere closer to the original Japanese anime, which is interesting because apparently the original anime actually deviated from the manga quite a bit as well. So the the you know the original so, the, English so this dub, is going to be Sailor Moon Brotherhood. Yeah, then. the the original English yes. dub that I'm most familiar with is so far from the original intent of the creator that. I'm not certain I can give it a fair appraisal. Well, I having now watched all of Sailor Crystal that is available, I have mixed feelings. You have to go into it saying it is something different than both the manga and the original anime that they made. Uh, none of them actually really follow the same storyline, except for the fact that there's a pretty soldier fighting the Negaverse, and they do kind of fight the same villains throughout, but the way they get there mm. is kind of different every single time. I'm I'm, that's really all you need, though. Yeah, and I'm always going to love the original and the original dubs, and they are re-releasing and re-dubbing them on Hulu with all of the same voice actors going all the way through, which will be weird. Um, <laughs> but... And I, I don't have as much of a connection to the ones you can watch on Hulu as obviously the ones I did as a kid. However, when Sailor Moon first got released, I may have actually danced a <laughs> little bit. And I was very excited. Um, I was actually in Japan when they were announcing that they were going to start doing Sailor Moon Crystal. And it was still a couple oh, cool. years out, probably. But they had just started the hype again. And I don't know if you know this, but being an adult and liking Sailor Moon in Japan is actually pretty frowned upon. Really? So when you go over there and you start asking like, oh, man, can I get some Sailor Moon stuff? They all look at you like, okay. Our, our people tell Jay. a similar tale. Are you, um. <laughs> are you sure you wouldn't like this tentacle pornography instead? <laughs> are you sure you're not 12? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Ben, ben had a answered, similar, no. ben had a no, similar experience sure. with the uh, My Little Pony business. Yeah. What's that saying? Right when when you you know we're talking about My Little Pony, how 
you know, it's it, it's a good show, but it's hard to say that you like it without having a million things immediately ascribed to you. Um, yeah, you have to put all these like, you know, caveats at the front of the sentence. Like, by the way, I'm not sexually aroused by equines. However, this show is pretty okay. Right, and and like Sailor Moon as by the way, I'm not a pedophile, yeah, but Sailor Moon. Well, Sailor Moon as a creepy sex symbol is ingrained in our culture enough to be one of the more memorable lines from that uh, bare naked bare naked lady song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that as well. But um. But I, I watched a couple episodes of Crystal as well as the original dub, and, you know, I'm not as familiar with the overarching plot, but the one-off episodes seemed fairly similar. Well, let's talk about the overarching plot, because we're, we're getting a little bit too, uh, too zoomed out, and I, I would really like to talk about what this show is before we try to ascribe any, any opinions about it as a whole. Okay. So... <clears throat> The plot of Sailor Moon, as best as I can figure out, is the story of... Hold on, hold on just a second. Yes. Um, So I can see... This is one of the rare occasions where video conferencing is actually working, and I'm seeing Kitty's face. As you're explaining the premise, she was excited, but also seemed very anxious that you were going to do something wrong. I am! Oh, come on, Ben. You can do this. I'm rooting for you. Alright. So, Sailor Moon is about Has the strength of ten tigers. The the power of ten tigers. It's about a bunch of Teenage girls who aspire to be models in order to throw off their oppressive father figure. Am I doing okay so far? <laughs> You'll have You're to... so close. So close. <laughs> ben just does Kitty, this. why let don't him... you give us the plot? Let him get through his wrong top premise. Spies. Totally spies. Oh, top totally spies. spies. <laughs> totally spies. No. Oh, okay. So Sailor Moon is about a group of totally average 14, 15 year old high school, middle school students in Japan who all of a sudden get awakened because the evil in the universe is back. And they find out that basically they have superpowers and need to fight this evil. And while they're doing that, they also need to be looking for this mysterious princess and her silver crystal. And all of that links back to the moon kingdom uh, and the silver millennium on the moon, which I'm I really still love the theming. To find those ruins. <laughs> I, l- I love the theming of this show. Like, if you ever forget some of the plot, you can just put crystal or moon or princess <laughs> yeah, or guardian a, in there, I, and it'll actually, still fit. I'm pretty sure Sailor Moon is the reason I became a geologist because <laughs> all of the villains, all of the characters, Zoisite, Barite, Prince Diamond, Ezra. Like, yes, they are all minerals and all gemstones. So I'm fairly certain that's actually how I became a geologist. It got into my brain, and I thought, well, maybe if I learn about gemstones, my cat will start talking to me, too. How th- how's that going? Uh, Well, they put me on some new meds, so she doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> well, I think Jedi is dreamy, so I agree with you that far. But, yes, the uh, the plot is... Like, shamelessly, like, kind of not. It's it's got good theming, but is otherwise really mad libs. Like they don't really try to make things make sense in our world. They're like, no, this is their world, and it's got a bunch, a bunch of minerals and planets and shit on it. Yeah, I was surprised by how complex this was. It doesn't seem like a show it's that requires a lot of Wikipedia diving. 
Yeah, if only to figure out like how many cats actually have symbols like that on their heads. I mean, there is a lot there, but I wasn't sure if it was just busy or if there is actual depth to this plot. Well, one thing I wanted to uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we uh, start talking about the characters um, that you had mentioned, Kitty, is that they're not all average. Only the main character, whom is the most important, is average. Excessively average. And that's, no, that's the important part, because that's the one whom we want to identify with. However, if you put her into Japanese culture, she herself is not average. I mean, they would all aspire to be more like Rey or Sailor Mars. Uh, Sailor Moon is considered weak and not the type of person you want to be. She is not average. She's, in fact, below average. She's the right. one on that's whom we can root for. It's the underdog. That's why she's average in American, too. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, because we aim lower. <laughs> <laughs> we just are. Well, um, I guess let's talk about let's talk about Usagi then. Poor, poor bunhead. This this girl's name is Usagi Tsukino, and she's an average middle school student. I'm 14. What is the fucking line that she always says? Hi, everyone. I'm Usagi Tsukino, and I'm just a 14-year-old girl. I was being average and in <laughs> high school, and then one day, holy shit, this cat is talking to me. Okay. Let's now, just see, cut- that would be an average girl's reaction. Let's cut yeah. that out and use it as the intro and put in the actual one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that, that's, that's close enough. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't really care for this character very much. Whoa! Get out of this podcast. Go. <laughs> I, Go. I don't know what what is it that what is it that's fun to watch about her. I don't re- I don't really get it. I guess as a fourteen year old girl, or at one point a young girl, I was. I swear, um, I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel like I fit in. I was a little bit different, and I think every girl goes through a phase where she feels like that. And here is a show telling us that you can be totally weak and you can fail your tests but you can still kick some ass and save the world and look fantastic while doing it (laughs) (laughs) that that is the most important part yes that is quite important i uh i'm not sure if i like this whole um thematic tie that this show has which is that it's it's not enough to be heroic. You also must be beautiful. <laughs> well, it, it's, which is it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. And Sailor Moon sort of epitomizes it because she's the most concerned about her her uh, her attractiveness out of the main cast. I disagree with that. I don't think she is the most concerned. I think other people are more concerned with her attractiveness and the way she looks. And other people keep bringing it up to her. They keep saying, you're going to get too fat. That's not the way a sailor scout should act. You shouldn't be like that. You're a princess. And she's like, I'm 14. Let me eat. (laughs) I'm a growing girl, regardless of the fact that I'm already a basketball player, apparently. Yeah. I feel like in the first arc, she really is kind of annoying. But, and especially in the American dubs, you lose a lot of the introspection, that's not how you say that, the insight that she has to herself and saying, hey, I am 14, this is hard for me, you guys got to give me a break every now and then, or saying, I love you guys more than anything. It's, it's, sorry, go ahead. 
I say one thing that they do bring up a lot in the redubs now is they make sure that her friends defend her more and say, yeah, mm. she is a meatball head. She is a bun head. She is a loser. However, various second, types of food. head. Yeah, <laughs> the second you are nearby her, you feel nothing but love. And she makes you feel so special and so loved because she's caring. And that's just pheromones. Well, <laughs> there are that's why they feel that way yes. is just because she's exuding these lunar pheromones it's... that just catch everyone in her in her negaverse drama what vortex that thing coming out of those magic sticks were lunar pheromones i think that's what she's hiding the the she's hiding like uh growths on her head with those buns they exude the pheromones through little peaks hey these buns were not easy to get um, so it's it's interesting. <laughs> you did a very good job. It's interesting to have a main character who is such a loser. Like she's and like you yeah. said, she develops. She starts off ditzy, clumsy, sort of childish, and she steps into her own as the series progresses. Especially in her hero role, where you know she'll fall down or something, but she's you know taking it seriously and getting the job done. But they do go out of their way to show that she is, and I'm sorry to say this, but she is portrayed as a loser. Like, right. that's oh, yeah, what you're absolutely. supposed to think about her, this you is, know? This is the Zoe de Chanel paradigm, where a woman in a show is um, portrayed as clumsy or ditzy, but otherwise really awesome. Because it makes her more attainable or more um, um, sympathetic, somebody you can relate to more, even though, you know, on paper, she's got a lot going for her. You know, she's a superhero and she gets the job done. Yeah, that's the other thing I don't really care about, uh, care for, is that, like, she's kind of, she kind of has this importance thrust upon her supernaturally in a way that, like, undercuts her own, like, if she wasn't Sailor Moon, she would literally be, like, completely... (laughs) Devoid useless. of anything, you know. She's uh, she's a good friend, Ben. It sort yeah, I guess so. I don't know. That's like not enough, though. You can't she's just a be a good friend. Personality. I don't know. I'm I'm not really sold on that. <laughs> she's got a shitty personality. She's gonna have a huge rack, though. A, I guess however, that's something. A good deed yeah. in a dark world, Ben. <laughs> Willy Wonka. I mean, Zane, Zane, close the poetry book. We're we're podcasting here. <laughs> what do you I think is going on? <laughs> Um, so I, I like that she has this responsibility thrust upon her and that she has to live up to it because she's, Luna keeps comparing her to this princess serenity, right? This, this princess of the moon that was her, but wasn't, I I didn't. Yeah. Luna keeps showing up and being like, man, you're way worse than my previous kid. Who was also you. I'm not (laughs) sure exactly how that works, but. uh, Well, this is a big case for nurture versus nature, I guess. Right. Um, but what they do is they play up the difference because Princess Serenity is this Mary Sue character. You know, she's great at everything. I, I was watching an episode where they were going figure skating and um, and she's like, yeah, Princess Serenity was the best figure skater ever. We used to skate all the time up on the moon. Yeah, um, in Craters <laughs> on the Moon. How awesome was that? We're whalers <laughs> on the moon. That's where all the craters came from, is because they don't got no Zambonis up there. But she talks about how big a disappointment Usagi is whenever she has to do something graceful or, or, you know, subtle. And it's a good benchmark for us to track her progress and see where her character is supposed to end up, even though she remains deeply flawed in a lot of ways. Because, you know, you, you, you can't have her super powerful and she needs to rely on her friend. This is, a, this is an ensemble sort of thing. 
I I decry that uh, that determinism. Like, why can't she just be the 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 kind of moon pr- princess that uh, that gets fat and cries a lot? Hmm? <laughs> why is that so bad? Because that would be an American princess. She's Japanese. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good point. Is she just like supposed to be like an American in that well, setting? Um, originally in the manga their hairs started off being much different colors and she was supposed to transform and have pink hair but they didn't think that the pink hair would show well um so really it has to do a lot with just them being like well maybe her hair changes colors ah screw it just make her blonde (laughs) (laughs) good enough (laughs) well i mean i also think a lot of her being this young naive person in us getting saying like oh my god it's so annoying why can't she just pull herself together this is really starting to piss me off is the first arc is insanely long and there is very little progress at all in the first arc it takes what 66 67 episodes just to get through the negaverse well, it, before we get into any of the other things it's a yeah, monster of 10 the week episodes format. negaverse did not really show up at all it's a monster of the week format they're establishing the characters and getting them used to it so that when the big overarching plot line comes they're ready for it i i, I think it's pretty common in a lot of animes but i, I just like... didn't like the reason that she was like becoming more uh more competent like because it it wasn't the reason didn't come from herself she didn't rise to an occasion she's fulfilling a prophecy that's always so much dumber however i think they again make a a point of separating you are no longer this person your mother sent you here so you could have a life as a normal human girl you are not princess serenity you may eventually turn into future ruler of the entire universe and defeat all evil but for now, you're just a human girl. <laughs> but no, I, I no pressure. So. We've got a backup. <laughs> yeah, no. You go ahead and 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 try to get into that play to kiss tuxedo common, whatever. Yeah, Tenshi yeah, will take cool. care of this Any... one. And take your time. Of... Anytime she dies, it worked out that she could kind of like Dragon Ball herself back by wishing <laughs> on the silver crystal for a normal life. I I don't I. I, I only I, watched like the first 10 episodes. I barely oh, know who Sailor man. Mars is, okay? <laughs> I, I jumped around, but it was mostly the first arc. After that, even within the first arc, I had trouble figuring out what was going on. If, so, if, um, you, if you break it down to just there's good guys and bad guys, you can get through an episode yeah, but without it's not too much. Like mm. that. I, I know, and I, I would love for you to explain sort of what the how the arcs differ and how they progress, because that was a big blank spot for me. Uh, yeah, that's a, a big blank spot for people who have watched it a lot. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fucking confusing. Yeah, Actually, it, it, would it be all right if we went through the rest of the characters and got back to that in a bit? Because I got some things to say about the, the, the cosmology here. <laughs> Before we go into Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon R, Sailor Moon S, Sailor Moon Super S, and Sailor Moon Sailor Stars. Yeah, we got this. All of the vitamins. Um, <laughs> let's... <laughs> All right, let let me talk about Luna for a minute. Um, no. Why? What? What exactly am I looking at here? I that's, guess. That's why is there like this magical like moon cat that is well, giving people she, like makeup? Like, well, is this she's... some sort of marketing strategy in Japan? Is this how make makeup got sailed? Like door to door salesman. She's from the planet Mao, and I'm not making that up. <laughs> Um, she's an alien there's an entire race of her 
Uh, however, we never see anyone except for her, Artemis, and their future child, Diana. And apparently yeah, these future they children. Diana. <laughs> Let me talk about these future <laughs> children. Really cat name. <laughs> and then that pink thing form. shows up. I don't know. It's yeah. Oh god, please don't get started on the pink thing. I hate her. But it's <laughs> it's weird that you don't really know as much about her as I feel like you should. Like if she has this ability to have all these super magic powers and can have a human form, why is she the Moon Kingdom's pet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have any Avery? answers to that. Uh, I, I, <laughs> like, the first episode is so, like, incredibly... Like, it sets the pace for... It, it sets the, 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 the pace for, like, how much you really need to know about the whole show. Because the first episode opens up with, like... Um, the main plot opens up, really, when Sailor Moon or Usagi finds this cat with a Band-Aid stuck to her, like, crescent forehead crest... And, like, rips it off. And, like, now the moon powers came out and she can talk. I don't... Yes, somehow covering it's... this weird bald spot on the cat's forehead means that the cat can absolutely not talk. With a band-aid. Yeah, all of its powers. With so a it's... band-aid! The it's Negaverse like... covered it with a band-aid! <laughs> it's like how Ben... some punk-ass kids did. It's like Ben what? was saying earlier, what? the forehead's the strength, the source of the power. <laughs> it comes right <laughs> on the forehead. I just say, coolie coolie. Well, most. <laughs> there is some thought, speaking about weird powers, um, when the girls transform, they get manicures that are instantly covered <laughs> up with gloves. There's actually, if you ever play the Sailor Moon role playing game, again, oh, not yeah. making this up, it says that the source of their magic powers actually is from like some cosmic super powered nail polish. So the reason they get manicures and then gloves is so that their manicures, oh, it's like armor. which is the source of their superpowers, is protected. Yeah, don't that's they, why girls freak out so like, much when they break a nail. Don't they say they like fight the negative? Sailor anymore. powers make up or something. Well, Moon prison power make up. What? Yeah. Or moon crystal power, or moon cosmic power, or moon super ass cosmic stuff. I mean, it's dick power makeup. <laughs> it's not That's my a, favorite. I guess it's That's not any more brand. any more nonsensical than the Power Rangers, which is like, yeah, you get your power from a belt buckle. Get going. That made that made a little bit more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? It's at least like a medallion. I don't know. It made more sense to me. Maybe not though. And I mean, the other girls, I don't they know. have transformation pens that they use that they also get out of this weird arcade game that seems to just dispense cosmetic supplies and pens, and they're all super-powered. I thought they got it from Luna. She seems to have, like, hammer space that she drags the, the, the makeup out of. Oh, maybe I'm thinking Crystal that they start getting things out of. Yeah, Luna poops them out while doing a flip in the air. No, she just ejects them from her from her forehead scar like, uh, guys, like guys. Harry Potter. I <laughs> This is so absurd. I can't tell if you're telling me things that actually happened in the show or random crap you made up because it sounds equally plausible. Well, let's ground ourselves a little bit with the Sailor Scouts. So Usagi has an entourage, I suppose, <laughs> of these basically your 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 regular like female schoolgirl archetype like it just cuts a wide swath through every kind of uh through every kind of schoolgirl you encounter in anything else. Like this reminded me mm-hmm. of Tenchi Muyo in that you have the smart girl and you've got like the the angry girl, etc., you know? 
So yeah. this is where they're getting all of their all of their different archetypes out of the way so that we can focus on, you know, the main sort of normal girl character, which is Sailor Moon. So you got like Sailor Mercury, she's smart. Sailor Mars is uh pissed off. Is, Going through she's the a fire generally angry, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Venus is like a model and/or a TV show host, or I don't really know what Venus is. Like people are aware of Sailor Scouts, right? Yes, yeah, Sailor but, V has actually been around for a while fighting crime. She started in Japan, went to Europe. I think she actually had her own comic and TV show technically before Sailor Moon ever actually started. It was weird. It'd, it'd be like if um, if the Power Rangers started fighting crime and there was already a Power Ranger there. And everyone <laughs> just already knew about that. Like everyone was yeah. aware of this other Power Ranger they're like, we're the However, Power Rangers. It's like, oh, you mean like that one that's has been doing there? this for years? Yeah, this is not um, a new thing for us. We know this. <laughs> in, I guess in, that's why everyone takes it in stride. And then there's Sailor Jupiter, the tall, strong one that everyone forgets. I I had also forgotten about her until just now. Yeah. I, I, I have vague memories of often. her conjuring a thunder dragon when I was a kid. Yeah, thunder dragon was sweet. It was sweet, um, and it only happened once. And and the Sailor Scouts, you know, they have their own bit personalities, but they're fairly interchangeable, especially when it comes to missions. Um, by the time Venus and Jupiter showed up, I didn't feel like they added much personality to the group as a whole, but like they're interesting when you see them one-on-one. However, once you start getting to the outer planet Sailor Scouts in the later arc, Sailor Pluto, Sailor Neptune, Sailor Uranus, oh, you, Sailor Saturn. You mean, you mean the Timekeeper? Yeah, the Sailor time Pluto, keeper. actually the daughter of a god. Stops uh, time. seems to be immortal until she dies and then comes back to life again. What? Okay, now now I'm confused about what show you guys are describing. Um, is this that, is deep, deep lore. I, the, I can't believe that there was the, this much behind this, this show. The fourth season this of Jackie Chan like... Adventures. This is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to hunt down Oni. <laughs> oh my god, this is so strange. I mean, growing up, Sailor Saturn was my favorite Sailor Scout, if only because I was goth and she had the power to kill literally everyone ever. Why? Why? That seems a little what, overpowered. What's that saying? That seems a little overpowered. Well, if yeah. it helps, she died when she did it, so she took everyone else out and herself. <laughs> Great, like that one villain in Naruto. No, you got to trust me on this one. <laughs> no, I don't trust you. I don't think okay. any of us trust each other right now. We're That's all ninety percent this... sure the other's lying. Did did uh, which is strange because like. Granted, you should probably know what the no. I actually what, know what's what the going plot on. Is. So I don't know. Like I always knew that I would come up against a cartoon that was too plot heavy to really understand. I didn't expect it to be Sailor Moon. Yeah, I guess what's it's just crazy? because it's been running for so long. I think what's crazy is they actually have taken out a good chunk of the plot that's in the mangas, and it's just not even there in the anime, which. The anime just added in so much extra stuff that didn't seem necessary that it got so convoluted and confusing. And basically, we got five sailor soldiers. They fight evil, try and find a princess. Turns out the princess actually was the leader the whole time. And I don't know why no one saw this because they looked exactly the same. Yeah, and that's and another from thing. The moon, 
I mean, they all have the same base model. Like, they all have the same length legs and yeah. oh, no, body types. No. Photostra- Photoshop, stretch 20%. Done. Color yes, Jupiter. That's it. And Green now hair. we got Jupiter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. The, like, the, the going back in time flashbacks to the Moon Palace chunks were a little... Like they were plot awesome. heavy, but I felt Jarring. like they added, they they added more questions than they answered. Yeah, like I have how have memories. we not found this yet? I have vague memories of having watched like individual episodes of Sailor Moon. Um, that like even now I'm remembering that they made no sense at the time. <laughs> well, and... now you know why Usagi is so screwed up. Someone put someone else's memories of a time that totally does not make sense mm-hmm. into her head. And now she's got, right. like, multiple Usagi personality. I think she's just, like, relating her, like, 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 a, like an acid trip to everyone. And that's the show. Like, yeah. she, none of this is actually happening. She's just pretending that she's a pretty, pretty dress-up night princess. And that's why, that's why everyone treats her as... No, no, like that's that. Tuxedo Mask, the pretty dressed-up night princess. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. We, we need to talk about Tuxedo Mask or Tuxedo Common in the Japanese. What is his deal? This he guy is a stalker, Zane. That is, <laughs> that, that is his deal. No, he, he constantly shows up to infuriate Usagi and then get hit with something that she throws. Like, he, like, positions himself such that he's in the way. Like, this is the clearest negging game I have ever seen. <laughs> he shows, like... No, he just shows up to get hit with something and then talk down to her and then leaves. What the fuck? And it and works. Then he Every episode? Ex- he does the exact opposite when he shows up as Tuxedo Mask. He shows up, throws something and hits someone else and encourages her and then leaves. Uh-uh. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you know, he's you, evil you for no reason. You give him the stick and then you give him the carrot. Yeah. Can we point out that We're in shame every Tuxedo single- Mask. <laughs> In every single arc, he gets kidnapped and brainwashed by someone trying to have sex with him. Every single time. That's no what wonder that Usagi is. is a jealous, <laughs> crazy bitch. Like, clearly she's got some troubles. Her boyfriend keeps getting kidnapped and trying to stab her. Yeah, this is... I actually kind of like the fact that he keeps getting kidnapped because the overwhelming majority of the characters are all female who are whom are empowered in some way. And the only guy who shows up who tries to be more powerful and save the day just very often is just being manipulated by another woman. <laughs> yeah. He is the damsel in distress. Yeah, totally. And it's he's... a really nice inversion, even well, even you... behind all this like pretty makeup makes us powerful, like faux feminism bullshit. Like there's still that core of the women are the powerful ones in this setting. I'm pretty yeah. sure he is Princess Peach. The Negaverse is Bowser, <laughs> and Sailor Moon and the Sailor Scouts are just Mario and his crew what's, going to save him. What's great is that they play him up. They make him see like, seem like he's the greatest, like most powerful person who could just solve all their problems if he just showed up consistently. But then it's like, no, he's not. He's not helpful. Apparently, in the manga, he has like Tuxedo got, like, La Bamba. <laughs> He's got like psychic powers in the manga. Yeah, and <laughs> like, he actually healing has factor like, like Wolverine. He is a Sailor Scout. He has La Bamba. He has this giant blast that comes out of his hands. He's actually not useless. He has a superpower. He has a star crystal. He actually is like he's the Sailor Scout of Earth. Sailor La Bamba? 
Is this like that sailor it's, ATM I, you were telling us about? <laughs> no, I think he, I think he yells tuxedo la bomba, and then like Mayhem oh, Mayhem's way out of there. So why exactly is Tuxedo Mask keeping everything a secret? Uh, because he actually doesn't know what's going on for a while. The first, but he just, like, he just like does what feels good. Well, no, I... he literally has like blackouts and like transforms into tuxedo mask without realizing it and then transports to wherever sailor moon is talks transports back and goes man that was weird as fuck that's such that's, an elaborate that con so, that's so bizarre <laughs> like because it makes this like really this otherwise really sweet like uh like this, this otherwise could be really sweet sort of star-crossed lovers romance thing it is it, it's just it's just Super under the creepy. guise of multiple personality disorder oh yeah 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 it's not just negging it's controlling somebody to neg by proxy <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this character is really strange doesn't really fit um speaking of other things that don't really fit um the let's talk about queen barrel and uh, the gems <laughs> it's a great segue ben <laughs> like i I thought I was watching a separate show whenever they showed up. Right. So let me see if I can break this down. Please. Queen Beryl has minions of the Dark Kingdom, a.k.a. the Negaverse, and they're trying to harness the... A.k.a. the Bad World, a.k.a. the Dark (laughs) Planets, a.k.a. Like, just put any two words like that together and you're good. They're trying to harness the energy of Earth people for for some reason, and this involves corrupting them somehow. Okay, what's this about? Okay, t- uh, in the originals or in the Japanese versions, they're actually trying to resurrect Queen Metalia, who's the real leader of this. And she's the one who actually gave them the power to destroy the Silver Millennium and the Moon Kingdom the first time before they got vanquished. So now they're trying to bring her back with energy. They need the Silver Crystal to do it to get enough energy, but they're trying to supplement with human energy because they're dicks. <sighs> So uh, this none is actually of, something I wanted to talk about. None of this um, is explained. <laughs> I, I, no, this is the, this is the best part. Uh, I'll talk about why I love that it's not explained in a second. <laughs> but the the idea that the negaverse needs to steal the energy of young girls is actually really profa- profound and uh, kind of genius in this way. Like it reveals that like all the times that the bad guys are stealing energy from girls, they do it by preying on weaknesses that are artificially marketed. Like dieting and jewelry oh, yeah. and flowers and love letters and like and making radio sh- and radio like just all of this marketing stuff that girls don't actually need to be to be validated, which means that the real evil in this show is not really the negaverse. It's the exploitation of young girls' feelings for profit. It's commercialism. It's commercialism. Wow. <laughs> They're not stealing energy. They're stealing money. Also, you huh. gotta remember that a lot of this is explained just not in the American version because they didn't think that American viewers were really deep enough to understand what was going on. And instead, they, we end up right. with this moment of what the fuck is happening? <laughs> no, but those are my favorite moments. Like, we, we had a similar problem with Big show o. is that the fabric of the plot and the factions involved and the machinations of the pro and antagonists are so unclear and they don't feel the need to try to clear any of it up. Like... And it's great because it gives us the perspective as if we were a Sailor Scout because these are just girls who are like, okay, I know in a rough sense bad guys are doing things they shouldn't and I'm going to stop them. But there's this whole political, you know, whatever that they just like, it's too much for one person to handle. 
I uh, I cataloged actually every every plot question that I came up with as I was watching the first ten episodes that did not get resolved in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so, like here here here's a few of my current mysteries and bring them on. I got this. Oh, I've got, I've Kitty, got some you, as well. You have, well, I'm just gonna list them all. You have cleared up some of them now, but within <laughs> the context it... of the show, here are all the ones that I came up with. Do you want me to answer them? Uh, no, you actually already have answered some of them. Oh, but babe. these are no, that's fine. <laughs> these are these are some <laughs> of the questions that just kind of naturally developed in the first ten or so episodes that never got any shade to them again. Yeah, so the current mysteries I had that did not get cleared up at all by the end of ten episodes were: who is Queen Beryl and her gem knights? Why do they need the Eternal Crystal? Why do they need human female suffering for power? And what are they powering with it? Who the fuck is Luna? Whom does she represent? And who is the Crystal Princess? <laughs> and what is everything about Tuxedo Mask? <laughs> like, it's... I don't... And, and those are just, like... Those are just pertaining to the main plot and characters. Those you can go even farther. Those are just pertaining to the main plot and characters of the first, like, 20 episodes. I'm sure it gets even crazier, but oh, yeah, yeah, I I actually I did I I looked at a Wikipedia summary and skimmed it, and I I just want a brief explanation <laughs> of some proper nouns that came to my attention. It's like yeah, a summary see. of Big O. <laughs> um, so I I saw the nouns Death Phantom. Uh, oh, I, he's awesome! I'm seeing Deathbusters. Yep. Which I assume is like the zombie version of Ghostbusters, except that's no. already the zombie version. <laughs> I, I think that's his. I think that's Mega Man's upgraded X Buster. Oh, that's it's right. just the yes. Death Buster. And this yes, this is one. Um, Pharaoh ninety. Yeah, Pharaoh ninety and his sidekick <laughs> Mistress Nine. You don't uh, see a problem trying... with any of this. <laughs> do they nope. like nope. when they get more powerful? Do they just go up in numbers? Is that the deal? No, I'm pretty sure they're all just like. Nine ninety nine hundred nine thousand. That's oh, such okay. a bad 9, naming 000. convention. That no, makes sense. It's, it's log scale. It's so it's stupid. <laughs> I actually think there's only Pharaoh ninety and Mistress nine, who um is the fair or the yeah the bringer of darkness, the Messiah of darkness. She These are Venture Messiah. Brothers villains. Like, <laughs> it seems like a Venture Brothers episode, like that where the main characters just stand off to the side and criticize how arbitrary every naming convention the, is. The scale of the show varies so wildly. <laughs> well, eventually the they ran out of darkness. They ran out of crystals, so they could no longer really keep up with their normal naming scheme. So then they just start throwing shit at boards and hoping something sticks. Steven, you I, I honestly, found a way. to this point, have have assumed that there were infinite numbers of names for different crystals. Yeah, I can't imagine the the names. Like running out of names of crystals. If I had to pick one each day, like an advent calendar, and make a dude out of it, I I would run out of days before <laughs> I ran out of crystals. Uh, as a geologist, I have to tell you that's not quite true. <laughs> right. As a chemist, I can tell you there is an infinite number of crystals we can pretend to make. Thank you, Zay. <laughs> um, uh, briefly, just looking at the at the Sailor Scouts as a whole. I wanted to know if you, if any particular sailor stuck out to you, or if you found any of their personalities particularly interesting, or if they they can just sort of be summed up as it's the sailors. It's all about Mars. You know, well, it's all about Mars. 
I think it starts off, and I agree, the first three, Sailor Moon, Sailor Mercury, and Sailor Mars, have their own personality, even if Sailor Moon, well, I guess Sailor Mercury's personality pretty much becomes the useless one once Sailor Moon gets some use. Yep. But Mm. um, it's not until you get, like I said before, the outer senshi, you get Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune, the lesbian lovers, or in the United States, the cousins who start making awkward conversations. Um, (laughs) And then you have Sailor Pluto, who is the daughter of a god, and she controls time and is basically just the most badass person ever. And then Sailor Saturn is the little tiny goth girl who befriends Sailor Chibi Moon, who needs to get stabbed in the face. And she basically is death incarnate and can kill everything and has the silence glaive and basically can just screw everything up so once you sounds like a hero sounds like a hero for justice and love well actually she is considered to be a villain for a long time by the outer senshi and the outer senshi actually fight against the inner senshi because uh sailor moon doesn't believe in killing sailor senshi and she basically doesn't kill anything that has the possibility of being human and that becomes issues for them in some of the later arcs where monsters are humans transformed she can't kill them Kitty. She has to find a way to save them and heal them. She, It is against Kitty. her will to kill. Kitty. Like, too ranty. My bad. Might want to lay off the throttle a little bit. This is <laughs> this is too much plot for our, viewer, for our listeners to handle. It's, it's, I can barely contextualize it all. Let, and... <laughs> let, me, let me give you a, a piece of content that our viewers have come to expect. I took a Which Sailor Are You quiz online. <laughs> um, this is the kind. Of, this is the kind of hard, <laughs> hard-hitting journalism. Uh, no, no. Like, um, I, I'm glad. I'm impressed that you remember so much and and have such a deep understanding of the lore. It's just, it's way beyond our scope. And I, I never knew this much about Goldar, and I was a huge fan about Goldar. Yeah. In, in terms of what somebody, you know, random average person in America who's never heard of Sailor Moon before going in to watch it for the first time, I think. It's like if you say to them that there's this huge plot, it's kind of scary. Like I was intimidated by how much of this there was and wanting to make sure I watched the correct like <laughs> chunk. No, it's absolutely intimidating. And this is why we don't do anime that much is because they tend to have just much deeper story arcs than, you know, let's say Doug or Rugrats or something like that, where yeah. you can just jump into any episode and it's not too bad. Yeah, and I, I have this problem when I'm trying to explain like, Yu Yu Hakusho, because for me, it's very clearly delineated into plots, and each one makes perfect sense to me, but if, you know... But that's because you have the familiarity that Kitty has with with, with Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. I assume. Anyway, I'm Sailor Venus. Um... Here's what it says. Okay. (laughs) You're a soldier of love who is also charming and beautiful. As a spirited daydreamer, you have (laughs) high hopes. Does that just start for each one? You have high hopes of becoming a well-known pop star. Don't worry. Your dreams will take you far. (laughs) Yeah, that pretty much sums up everything we've come to expect from Sailor Moon. That as long as you're pretty, you're going to be okay. There's an interesting thing about... um about how they treat um being pretty in this show and it's a very japanese thing way to way to think about it which is that um prettiness is not necessarily like something that even needs to be related to attractiveness or like sexual mm-hmm. uh se- sexual attraction like it can it can just be 
like a standard like the standard of beauty is a much more relevant thing in and of itself than as relating to romantic interest so like sailor moon is like constantly blushing whenever sailor mars is cool like yeah and they're constantly saying oh my god she's so pretty yeah, and it's not like I'm, I'm about to I'm about to maw down on that or whatever. I'm not one of those. <laughs> well, it, it could, it can be, but it, it doesn't need to be. Well, some of the Sailor Scouts may in the end take a, a vow of celibacy to protect Sailor Moon, so we get some questions <laughs> arising there. All right, well, let's just talk about Sailor Moon vis-a-vis her attraction to Sailor Mars. Then, like, that's pretty clearly not sexual, right. at least. In my interpretation. Well, so, All right, Katie. <laughs> it's it's saving for the fanfic. Maybe I just want it to be. <laughs> it's but interesting. what I'm saying is that, like, they have a much easier time talking about, like, physical attractiveness. Like, being pretty is much more akin to... I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this. So I also uh, think that's l- common for Japanese teenagers. to For girls that are 14 and 15, it's okay for them to call each other pretty and to be extremely close and to hold hands while walking around. Mm. Whereas in the U.S., you would automatically go, oh my god, are they a couple? In Japan, yeah. it's just an accepted closeness. When uh, when my friend from, from uh, high school went to Germany for study abroad... Um, he was surprised by how many guys would just kind of like put each other's hands in their back pockets, like just like kind of hugging and stuff. And it just really speaks to the repression that is so prevalent in American culture compared to compared to others, specifically Japanese. Yeah. The um, the point you were making about, you know, prettiness and femininity being part of their characters, but not being sexualized. Th- this show has apparently become a bit of a feminist icon in the sense that, it's a traditionally male role, right? Superheroing is done not only by women, but by women who are traditionally feminine. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you, you hear so many times about, like, there, there's two kind of sides to feminism, where, like, one is uh, one is rejecting the f- female stereotypes mm-hmm. in, in search of this new kind of self-determined identity. And the other one is embracing the female identity but not it's letting others look down on you for it. It's accepting the power of beauty in and of itself. And like Tenchi Muyo had a similar power fantasy, but for men. Oh my God. It's so funny, like comparing this to Tenchi Muyo, <laughs> how much more disgusting Tenchi Muyo oh, yeah. makes me feel. So the, the, in Tenchi Muyo, a woman's feminine strength and, and power that comes, that's derived from her beauty is important in the sense that men like it, right? Here, mm. it's it, it's empowering to them because, you know, they feel confident. Um, you know, they're rocking those sailor suits. Um, yeah, they are. It's, it's a... It's... I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It's different I, I because they're you, using it. What you might it. be saying is that um, in Tenchi Muyo, the women were powerful because they were pretty. Right. And in this show, they're just they're both. pretty because they're powerful. Yes, I like that. Kitty, what do you think? I agree with exactly what Ben said, that it's nice seeing typical girls and girls being girls portrayed as strength instead of weakness. Mm. Yes. That, that's why I love that phrase, pretty warrior. 
Yes. It's that's so I don't know. It's two independent positive pr- things. That not even necessarily independent. Like the the degree to which a character is like self-assured and powerful is constantly read as pretty from other people. Like they always talk about how pretty the teacher is whenever she's like in a good mood and kind of owning the classroom or a thing about like how all the girls are like blushing because of Sailor Mars being so cool, you know? Yeah. It, it's not independent, but the, they also do the that beauty with... follows the follows the other positive attributes rather than the other way around. They also do that with Sailor Moon or Usagi's mother that her nurturing nurturing and caring for everybody and making meals and being there for her family is really considered to be a beautiful trait that she's willing to be there for her family. And I think it's also shown in that they say Sailor Moon is the strongest because of her love. She cares for everyone. She is generous. She is accepting to a fault. Many times she lets the villains be like, the villains be like, I'm sorry. And she goes, Mm. okay. (laughs) And it's all better. But she makes everyone fill with love. And that's her biggest power. When she believes in herself and when she believes that she's worthy and lovable and can love others, that's when she actually gets like power ups. That's when she gets strength. That's mm. when she beats everyone. And it's great because the show has a lot of emotional intensity, even when they're not fighting, like you said, with the blushing, they wear their emotions on their sleeves. And, you know, it's this common, you know, sexist, tuxedo common. It's this, it's this sexist critique saying like, Oh, you know, women are so emotional. It's like, no, they're taking this, you know, adjective that's traditionally seen as feminine and turning it into a source of power. Mm. Yeah. And, and I mean the the whole, you know, sucking up women's emotions for for uh, as a power source is actually realized with Queen Beryl and the Negaverse. So, right. you know, there's a lot there. I really like what you said about um, <laughs> she's just she's like a Disney villain. She's upset she, she's upset cuz she's old and not pretty anymore. Who's the yeah, who who's who's the prettiest warrior of them all? Basically, yeah. I like what you said about um the fact that Sailor Moon becomes uh, she's she only becomes pretty when she kind of finds her own worth. Mm-hmm. That like that is I I think that's like the best distillation of of the show. It's like people are the the the, the scouts are pretty because they are worthy. You know. I like in anyway. the show Sailor Moon like actually wants to not be Sailor Moon at a point and she even says I don't want this life I want to be a 14 year old girl I want to just be average failing at school klutzy Usagi Tsukino and when she says try that, to give this guy a concussion <laughs> and when she says that she actually loses her powers for a little bit and her friends mm. suffer and get in trouble and she realizes no, by having this struggle, by having this, I'm helping other people, and that makes me better. That makes me helpful because I love them so much, and I'm going to fight for them. And even though it's awful and it sucks and my life is hard and I've died like eight times, I'm going to keep on fighting because I love these people. Wow. You know, now, now that I think about it, the whole uh, the whole Luna giving her the power sort of thing is is a little bit more textured than that it's not that she's getting the power from an external source luna's just kind of like awakening the idea that she can be powerful on her own she just kind of needs a nudge out of the door and i think that goes back to at the beginning you were saying you didn't like usagi's character because she was 
I still don't, by the way. (laughs) I'm still not a fan. (laughs) But I think that goes back to the idea of a weakness can be a strength. Her weakness is that she feels too much and she is too emotional and experiences every single emotion far too strongly, including sadness. But she gets over Like River Tam. And she feels them with everything she is. And I think that's part of her power source is feeling everything so completely and being able to draw on all her emotions. And she's one of those people who one of her big quotes saying to Chibi Moon or something at some point is she says something along the lines of without the darkness, without the sad times, we wouldn't be able to enjoy all of the laughter that we have. So that makes it worth it. The stuff you, you remember, know, maybe that's why Tuxedo Mask always gets kidnapped is because he always guards his emotions. The stuff yes. you're remembering sounds really deep, and I I just wish there wasn't so much chaff in the way. There, there's a lot of like, I, I don't know. I didn't realize this how deep the show was initially because there was so much sex being shoved in my face. I guess partially. <laughs> Hey, and then also a bunch of like teenage fourteen-year-old girls does not mean sex. No, but they don't exactly shy away from it yeah. either. Cre- not creep- even a little bit. But I, I see, <laughs> like creepy teenagers and leotards fetishes aside, <laughs> the transformation sequences. Stop pressing my culture. The, the, the transformation sequences are really cool. And yeah, let's let's go to the animation then. Yeah, the, the, start it's, talking about that. This is the part that's most reminiscent to me of power rangers this and the color coding um just the the you see the same little chunk of animation every episode mm-hmm. no this is exactly really like well. a, this is like when we were talking about in the king arthur and the knights of justice how you have the transformation sequence and we talked about it then it was sort of just to fill time it was stupid and it was dumb yeah <laughs> this is a lot better i'm not convinced that it's not just there to fill time but it's it's really iconic and it's really fun to watch yeah. however it does get a bit redundant when you have to watch all five of them for the full transformation sequence and it feels like i am only getting 4 minutes of plot because i'm getting 15 <laughs> minutes of transformation happening yeah. right now yeah little little dragon ball z compression going on yeah um, a little bit it's, it's however they that- do fix it it's neat that I know even the one-off villains get some transformation sequences, and they, they do like, they? Yeah, a lot of them do, and they like twist and spin to capture all of the changes without moving the camera at all, getting it all in one take. It's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like how they have the variety between the different scouts. Yeah, I like that you know. every transformation is not the same thing. Just now, we've put a blue tint. Now we've put a yellow tint. Each girl has mm-hmm. her own movements has her own <laughs> they have their own power poses yes. they could have done it yeah they they each have their own poses and sailor mercury's is so dumb <laughs> she, <laughs> she's just got these awkward it's arms lean in it's just lean in <laughs> that's all she's doing she looks like she's falling over <laughs> i would love to see all of them doing their individual poses all next to each other and just like a photographer just being like what am what am i looking at here guys? <laughs> there's no there's no theming there's there's this is so this is so shoddy. This is a mosaic. Give me a photo here. Yeah, Sailor there is Moons no is very movement powerful, or flow though. to their poses. It's just kind of like, uh, how can we fit all of us into this frame? Like this? Okay, let's go. Sailor Mars is like pointing at like a bug or something. I don't know yeah. what that's about. I only remember the first three sailors. <laughs> Sailor <laughs> that's Moons, the reason I keep bringing them up. Just start naming planets and you're probably on the right track. 
Sailor EO. Uh, Sailor Ceres. Later. later. <laughs> You're getting so, ahead of um, yourselves. Whatever the hell the base is doing during the transformation sequence is doing its job very well. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Like whatever that is, like they like down 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 that thing. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Are, do you guys have the? You guys have the transformation soundtrack like in your heads right now, right? <laughs> well, Throughout I have the... the transformation soundtrack for the outer senshi, which gets way more like. I don't know, Lindsay Sterling with its violin and techno going on. It's a concerto. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Is it like a Latin ominous chant? (laughs) Just while someone puts on a leotard? Like, no actual transformation. Yeah, they're just just singing. singing. They're getting Like, give me a second, guys. Getting the boot on, like, someone's the wrong way around. They're like, wait. Oh, this this one's on the left foot. Oh, jeez. Lefty Lucy. <laughs> no, but the, the, um, the electric guitars and drums uh, set the energy, not just in the transformation sequences, but throughout the show, without overpowering the sound of what's going on. It I really like has the, a um, good soundtrack. Very consistent. I, very, I, I actually really, like, my favorite part is uh, in the transformation sequence is when, like, that chorus sings that barely audible English sailor moon during it. It's like, Something, something, something crazy like that, just like right underneath the music. Mm-hmm. It's really effective, like at at something. I, I don't just know like what that it their is. attacks, even in the Japanese versions, are shouted out in English. Oh yeah, really? e- even even yep. the like catchphrase to get the transformation going is shouted in English. Yep. Moon prison, moon prison power make it up. There. Moon crystal power. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I opened that bag. We shouldn't get too racist. Um, but yeah, and, and, but, but moon prison power makeup. Their yeah. special powers all seem to boil down to like an elemental beam shooting out. Except yeah. for Venus, who has love. Is that really her? Like, what kind of attack does she do? Venus, love me, crash. chain. What? What does that mean? Uh, come on, I don't know. love it's me, chain. It's Wonder Woman ish. Like with the whips and the, is it like the old ball and chain, like yeah. that sort of thing? Yeah. Well, she also has crescent beam, but I think that goes back to her pretending to be the Moon Princess. Oh yeah, because she kind of looks like Sailor Moon, so they think, oh, maybe she's the princess. She's blonde too. It's totally not the blonde one we've got. You this, know what I want to see? Hard to is, follow. Uh, <laughs> I want to see a bunch of. Uh, I want to see a bunch of uh, Ultimate Frisbee guys. Like on a professional team, so it's like I, I don't know what I don't know who does pro- professional ultimate frisbee, but it's like these nine really athletic uh, athletic guys, and then just uh, one woman in a sailor scout in the back, just and she doing the is long just kicking the discus's ass. Is that how you yeah, pluralize much. discus discuses? Do you do you disco? Oh yeah, she's <laughs> kicking the disco ass naturally. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, and, um, but the fighting, the, the combat in this show, you know, they have those energy beams that just sort of hit the enemy. Um, they've done studies of children's responses to the fighting in this show. Really? Yeah, and apparently most kids describe it as cute rather than violent, which it is, but, you know, that there's the danger of thinking that violence is cute. Yeah, I guess so. Like, uh, I'm more drawn to, like, because... All the fights end the same way as the enemy gets hit with a frisbee. But 
up well, until then. <laughs> I love the I, I love thinking about that in any other show. Kill <laughs> with a frisbee. I'm I'm picturing like Godzilla, and like oh god. Gotta throw this frisbee just right. I, I like the idea that uh, that that Sailor Moon is like throwing the frisbee and the guy dodges it, and she's like, "Oh shit, I'm out of I'm out of frisbees," and then just like takes off her boot and is like, uh, "Boomerang power, go well, the, action." There is a show where she no longer has a tiara as part of her uniform, so she picks up a frozen pizza and flings oh, yeah, it right. and kills the beast. Yeah, you were saying. <laughs> Yeah, what what the fuck is that tiara made out of? It's like an it's like an atomic blast or something. Adamantium. Also, didn't she also have a superpower <laughs> where, where she could change her form? Did that go away? Yeah, that is the moon transformation pen, and she stops using it for about a hundred and fifty episodes, and then it comes back. Once. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she does have the ability to transform into anything she wants to with it. She just seems to be like, ah, screw this. Sailor Moon's about as awesome as you can get. Nah, hey, if I look this pretty. I don't, why would I want to be something else? Once she gets the guy, she's basically like, I don't need to pretend to be something else. I got a Time to get now. fat. <laughs> anyway. And scene. Um I I do like the combat. It, it's it's a little bit um it's a little bit one sided though, because up until the point at which uh Sailor Moon atomizes the enemy, she's just running away and almost getting skewered by a claw. Like Pretty unilaterally, right? And then, then uh, of course, Tuxedo Mask shows up once an episode to throw a rose or two. Sometimes he throws two roses. Yeah, like he's like he's the fucking bachelor. And say his and say his you know signature line. Hey, meatball head, you're you're getting a little doughy. And then no, just, no. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe you know I don't I don't like doughy girls for the most part, but you can pull it off, like. <laughs> Yeah, as Tuxedo Mask, he has to say something inspirational, like, pretty girls get their power from makeup, so since you're wearing <laughs> nail polish and gloves, you'll be great. Go. I wasn't aware that that counted as inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> no, his neg game is strong, Zane. Um, he just shows up and is like, good good job lulling him into a false sense of security by looking like you don't know what you're doing. I, I want Smart to, move, Sailor Moon. I wanted to mention the backgrounds in this show. Go ahead. So the the characters look timeless, right? They look classic anime. They could be in fairly recent shows. The backgrounds range from simplistic to downright lazy. How so? <laughs> like they're just they're just like uh, there were so many rectangles, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so many rectangles. And, but here's the thing: it didn't add detail to the lines or shapes, but the shading and the color in this show is incredible. Yeah, I, I can't they really go think with, like, about a it. watercolor painting type backdrop for a lot of the like walking scenes or just the unimportant scenes have these beautiful pastel colors going to them. And then any fight scene, it's like, can we throw some purple and some black in the background? Yeah. Okay, there good. was there was a close up on a villain and the screen had like it wasn't even segmented, but like the bottom right was this sort of amorphous purple, and then the top right turned to pink, and the left side, like they put a lot of thought into it. And I don't even know where you begin to make that decision. Yeah, I, I, I didn't take special note of the, uh, of the of the backgrounds or about of the animation in general, other than during like the transformation sequences, just because it looked like you know, good anime stuff. But 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have much to say about it. I always thought that they did a good job of being able to show the close-ups and the larger pictures. Like, they're a big fan of the split screen that shows, like, the whole panoramic shot and then the close-up of one or two people's faces because you yeah. really got a good sense of the emotion. And they show a lot of different emotions on the faces. It's not just a flat kind of one-tone face that's going on. The girls always have different emotions, different experiences. We've mentioned how they blush so much at different situations. They're, and they go between very simplistic ways of showing it to really going into a lot of detail with it. But I liked that they always had some sort of movement and some sort of change, and you really got a sense that you were right there, but you still knew what was going on in the big picture. It also kind of brings to mind the fact that these are 14-year-old girls who are kind of unsure about their, about themselves, about their place in the world, etc. Um, they're going to emote, you know? Like, like, especially contrasting with the adults in the show, whom are much more, are much more, more downplayed, so it, it does kind of seem natural. I remember when uh, Sailor Mercury has her, like, breakout episode, and, uh, for the first time while you're seeing her for the rest of the episode she has almost no emotion on her face and ends up kind of looking pretty creepy because of it like the the show reinforces the idea that the normal is to have lots of emotion in the face and that whenever it deviates away from it it's it's really strange i almost like the point that you brought up that the grown-ups or the adults have almost no place in this show they're always smiling with their eyes closed (laughs) (laughs) this is a show about kids for kids by kids of kids (laughs) (laughs) oh man i would love to see kids in the negaverse what their emotions were like i have to assume that there's like a whole society over there it's not just villains right there has to be the populace the civilians I'm pretty sure they're all the evil people of previous Earth who've been brought back to life in some sort of demonic half-clown, half-cupcake creature. Uh, That sounds delicious. Once again, I have no idea if you're just making this up or if this was a vital plot point from the third season. (laughs) I think it's an an Adventure Time episode. (laughs) Um, I do think most of the villains have some sort of, like, real-life thing that they're modeled after sometimes it's cakes sometimes it's swiss army knives sometimes it's atm machines it's weird Uh, i always thought that they just kind of embodied the things that young women should not concern themselves with cakes Swiss army knives and atm machines that's that's the one Uh, or or you know uh uh boys that are too suave they're the true villain so tuxedo mask was the true villain He's he's only too suave when he's tuxedo mask. He's, he's just the pawn. We've got like eight <laughs> layers of bad guys to go through first. I mean, well, he's pretty bad, but he's nothing compared to Jedi. Well, if you want to get into the true lore of it all, which I know you don't, but I'm going to take you there anyways. <laughs> every single bad guy is actually controlled by the same evil that she has to go and fight at the very end of the last season. Where the it, evil Moo? Yeah, can yeah, we get exactly. like a flowchart? It's actually Majin Buu. I fucking hate it when they do that. It just completely destroys the sense of agency or free will in the entire show. Can't you just let the people in general be either good or evil? Can't you do that? Or both, depending on the situation? Yeah, or just fight a bad guy who's completely unrelated to the other bad guys? 
Yeah. Oh, they do do that a few times. However, it kind of comes to this idea of, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. That uh, doesn't honestly, come to I an think idea. you, uh, no, I think, I think that that's a, that's a good point, Zane, is, um, they, you can't, after, after you've established the villain as being so villainous, you can't break out into a different villain for a one-off thing. Like, it, it doesn't work with the escalation, right? Every, once you've passed a certain point in the, in the lore, once you've established a certain amount of villainy on the opposing side, you can't break away with it. You can't w- break away from it. You have to just keep following it and keep increasing the stakes. There's no other way to do that. I do like Sattler Moon in that a lot of the villains, or at least, like, the side villains, the brothers, the lovers of the villains, very often realize we're on the wrong side. Like, Do they? We are doing some dickish things. Why are we doing this? Like, And they actually Malachi, go to Sailor Moon for help. Are we the help. baddies? They go to Sailor Moon for help several times saying they are going out of control. They're trying to destroy the planet. We just want to rule the planet. We don't want it destroyed. Can you help us fix this and get this under control? And a lot of the villains actually reform. Hmm. And Sailor Moon's all like, oh, Shokyo? Um. Yeah, Any- I, I'm sorry that that cadence is so bizarre to me. Yeah. In 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 the uh, in the sub, like she does her whole "In the name of the moon, I shall punish you" thing, and I'll cut it in here. There's this weird inflection at the end of it. Where it's like she's not sure if they'll be punished. <laughs> I may punish you. You will be punished? <laughs> Punishment shall occur. Um, are there any final wrap-up thoughts we want to put out there? Uh, I was curious um, mildly. Uh, I w- I'm not sure if you, if either of you have any opinions on this, but I know that, the, that uh, Magical Girl anime in general... Is clearly marketed toward uh, young girls, but that doesn't mean that girls are the sole people who watch it. And in a non bare naked ladies way of seeing Sailor Moon and making it making making you think the wrong things, um, I was wondering if uh, this appealed to boys in any I don't know demographic in any demographic, yeah, in any significant demographic. I don't think I, don't I should think answer that one because I am a girl. So to me, you are biased. <laughs> I do have a bias. Um, I think, but you also know more about Sailor Moon than we do. So I think like again, a lot more. Back, in Japan, again, it's very frowned upon for not even just grown men, but even kind of young boys. They're not really supposed to like Sailor Moon. This was an anime. This was a manga for girls it was in a magazine for girls so guys liking it were considered to be a little bit weird or a little bit different for liking it Um, no sailor moon until you finish your tenshi (laughs) (laughs) new tenshi muyos delicious (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) my brain's kind of getting away from me (laughs) you ever have just a couple of weeks every year where you're like stupid yeah, it's the weeks you watch Sailor Moon. I'm 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 coming out the other end of mine, and it's it's been a rush. I need to apologize to like 80 people. 
This is this is really cathartic. Like me being the me being the smart one. Uh, excuse me, I'm still here. I would like to thank you've I'm been like... talking. Yeah, but you've been talking about Sailor Moon lore. Yeah. So I, I you... enjoyed I enjoyed Sailor Moon as a kid. Um, I wasn't as excited to watch it now, but the more I watched, the more I grew to enjoy the parts of it that it's strongest at. What What did you think was the strong? What do you like the most about it, Zane? I like how much personality they were willing to give the villains even if we were never going to see them again um they they do make you they they do give a very good like uh you remember how in he-man we were talking about how skeletor and beast and beast man were like kind of uh like doing it it was like a sort of a boss um subordinate that's right situation and they were working together but they like clearly had same antagonism between them Mm mm-hmm I get that sort of feeling between uh, Queen Beryl and Jedi specifically. Yeah, it's like don't fail me again, and he's like looking off to the side, and it's like significant glance at himself, like of course not my queen. And you're like ah, there's a coup. I, there's a coup in the works. I also like just how like unafraid they are to make fun of their best friend for being a, a loser. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. It's re- cute. it's refreshing to not have like no, we all have to be good and nice all the time. Beaten into my head again and again. <laughs> That's why I loved seeing her younger brother. I didn't see much. Uh, of I love Shingo. Shingo is awesome. Shingo. He, he's he's just super mean to his older sister. Well, he knows he's better than Usagi, and he's know. not afraid to show it. I can't wait for him to hit puberty and suddenly be like, "Oh my god, all the stupid stuff my sister was concerned about is some is the only thing that I don't understand about women." <laughs> the uh, Nigerverse, the Nigerverse is the only thing I don't understand about women. I, I love that it's called the Nigerverse. Nigerverse is pretty strong. I would say that my favorite part of the show is all of the weird world building that they do and never really touch in the show. Like because they have all these little aspects that they introduce, at least in the first few episodes, like Negaverse, Eternal Crystal, yeah. Moon Princess. It's, it's and like... And then the main character is like, Luna, what the hell is all of this stuff? And Luna's like, uh... She doesn't really know either. It's like watching We'll get the to original... that in episode 50. It's fine. It's like watching <laughs> the original Star Wars movies and being like, oh, okay, good guys, bad guys, I got it. And then <laughs> there's a, a lot more, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) I guess for me, my favorite part is that it is a pure shot of nostalgia heroin to my veins. This, Mm. anytime I watch Sailor Moon, I know it's not good. I know it is the potato chips of anime, but I just start watching and I can't stop because it makes me feel good. It makes me laugh. It makes me feel for the characters. And yeah, the plot's a little weird. And sometimes the villains are made up of cupcakes. But I love it. (laughs) And it makes me happy and feel like everything's going to be okay. Because at least there's dopes like Bunhead out there who can protect me at the end of the day and make things better. And maybe if I'm really lucky, some guy will be totally useless and throw a rose at me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I, and I, 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 I totally agree. And I have shows like that as well, where even though I'm certain they're not good, I'm still very nostalgic for them. Um, but I, I think you actually are underselling the show a little, a little bit in the guise of your um, nostalgia. Like, there, there's some really profound stuff here about, um, 
you know, sense of self being tied to how others perceive you, um, how others perceive your beauty. And like the, just like the, just like, I don't know, the, the, the nature of, uh, of, um, yeah, I don't know. I, that, that's pretty much all I had to say, I guess. Ending eh. on a strong note. <laughs> eh. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's the power Toncast promise. And, um, yeah. and let's let speaking of uh, nostalgia fuel shot straight to our veins, Zane. What are we doing for our next episode? The very definition of empty calories. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are going to watch the typical male power fantasy, Megas XLR. <laughs> Kitty, if you haven't seen this show, it's pre- it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. If if you were wondering, like when when you were like. This is this is the problem facing my gender in their teens. Um, if you were like, well, what is the what are the problems facing um, not my gender when they are like twenty seven years old and live in New Jersey and just try to remod their car all the time and turn it into a giant robot? And there you go. You know that little nagging feeling in the back of your head that keeps <laughs> on. <laughs> You know. If you were ever wondering what New Jerseyans were doing in those junkyards. I do wonder that are. all the time. Right. <laughs> and uh, after that, Zane, um, we are going to be watching Kablam, the original oh, weird sketch comedy show of my childhood. Oh, I thought about recommending this once, and then I went back and watched it for like two minutes, and it was, oh boy. Um, this is one that actually uh, Ulysses recommended, so uh, I'm going to be doing that. Maybe he'll maybe he'll comment on it. I was expecting people to comment on this one, but nope. We um in the in the lab we just got a couple of new glove boxes, um like to do air sensitive work. Great story. And professor wanted us to name them, and one of uh one of my uh, coworkers wanted to name it Prometheus and Bob. Which <laughs> oh, I believe man. I think that's an awesome name. Which I believe is the first um, first show to ever give me nightmares. Oh, Prometheus! And, well, it was probably just because it was claymation. <laughs> it didn't help. But no. yeah, that 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 will be an interesting. Uh... Sometimes I get nightmares from Gumby. Yeah, you want to talk about it? <laughs> yes. Can we save that for the next <laughs> too, podcast? Too bad. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I guess I guess that's all we got. Um, Kitty, thanks so much for joining yeah, us. Thanks. I I hope you enjoyed talking about the extended Sailor Moon continuity. Yeah, I had it no idea my... what I would talk about, but you you gave us a lot to work with. <laughs> it was my pleasure. Have me back anytime you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, literally every week. So next time. Yeah, I'll see you next time. <laughs> see, <laughs> No, we know exactly what Megas XLR is all about. <laughs> I'm going to run through the entire series, Kitty. You Me- have no idea. Megas XLR has that, you know... Oh, it's fun to just watch a one-off episode, but it doesn't get more complex. It just gets larger. <laughs> no, and and even when it gets larger, it never forgets what it is, and it constantly makes fun of what it is, and then it just does it again. <laughs> and again. Oh, and again and again. <laughs> Sweet candy. <laughs> uh, um, cool. Okay. And yep. if, uh, audience, if you have anything to say about Megas XLR or Blam... <laughs> <Kablam. laughs> it sounds like you're trying to start a car <laughs> it sounds like i'm trying to summon like a like a lovecraftian deity Kablam. 
Um, you can write us a comment on Facebook if you'd like us to read it on the air. You can leave us a rating on iTunes or just keep on listening and tell us what a good job we're doing. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, be be kind, rewind. <laughs> Doesn't apply. Um, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, uh, do you want to do you want to give a a. a do you want to give a send-off, Kitty? Do, do you have any... Something well, related to Sailor Moon? Well, do you have is... any internet thing you would like to plug? Oh, yeah. No. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, awesome. No, I'm Find not Kitty nowhere. T- time for the end of episode PSA, where we talk about what happened in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Sailor Says. So remember, <laughs> boys and girls, always tune in next week to find out what's going on. And it's always important to be beautiful, not just on the inside, but on the outside. Otherwise, you can't kill bad guys. Bye. Can you just add like a teehee real quick? <laughs> Perfect. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that was a great A and C. I still want to do my sailor money thing. <laughs> I would say, do we want to actually record an intro? Because I don't think. We yeah, yeah, finished. yeah. What's this sailor money thing? <laughs> it's been so long. I, I I don't know where I am anymore. Hi there, I'm Bob Barker, also known as Sailor Money. This is a, this is a public service announcement to get your magical pet spayed or neutered. Drumstick and your brain stops sticking. Watching X Files with no lights on, with all our Maisons. I hope the smoking man's in this one like Harrison Ford. I'm getting frantic, like Sting and Pentrick, like Stinker's guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films, but if I did, they'd have a samurai. Gonna get a set of better clubs, gonna find the kind with tiny nubs, so my irons are always flying off the back swing. Gonna get into my sailor mood, cause that cartoon has got the boom, and I may babes to make me think the wrong thing.